Tonight, I want to talk to you about living a peaceful life. And, you know, God's, um, God's a God of peace, right? And he wants us to live a peaceful life. And, you know, one of the greatest blessings of being a Christian is the privilege of enjoying the peace of God. You know, you know that heathens can't enjoy the peace of God. Do you know that? You know, people that don't know God in an intimate way, don't have a personal relationship with God. I don't care what they might tell me, but they can't enjoy the peace of God. There is some benefits that people have in this life that they can only have whenever they become a Christian. Isn't that right? How many of you agree with that tonight? And peace is one of those. And I believe that the Lord's desire is for every one of his children to live a life of peace. To live a life of peace. Not to just get touched with peace once here and there. But I'm talking about living a life of peace. Amen. Proverbs 29 and 11 says, The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. How you like, how you like the sound of that? The Lord blesses his people with peace. Now, you know, I've been pastoring. I'm, I started my 25th year of ministry just a couple of days ago. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to be a grandpa. Oh, oh, my back hurts. No, just kidding. But, you know, I've been in ministry for a while and I've got a chance to see a lot of things in church. And I've watched God's children when they tragically lose a loved one, experience God's peace in the middle of that tragedy. I've watched God's children when they go through adversity after adversity and experience God's peace in through tumultuous times in their life. I've watched God's people when they lost their jobs when they've experienced financial loss, whenever their, their, their whole uh, family unit was destroyed and they experienced the tremendous peace of God. Have you all seen that before? Have you witnessed that? I've watched God's people experience God's people experience peace in the greatest emotional, the greatest financial, the, the greatest physical, relational storms of life. I've watched God people enjoy peace. You know, I don't know if you heard this story, but a a number of years ago in Atlanta, Georgia, there was a guy that just lost his mind and he went on a shooting spree and he shot up a couple of people and he ended up in a, taking a hostage in an apartment complex in Atlanta, Georgia. And the, the lady that, uh, this lady that he held hostage happened to be a believer. And, um, and, and he was holding her hostage and they were, you know, this huge manhunt trying to get him. And while she was stuck in this apartment with this, this murderer, this, this crazy lunatic of a man, she began to minister to that guy and started ministering and said, you know, God's got a purpose for your life, man. And if you surrender to God, God's going to help you. And he just started ministering to him. And finally, he just prayed with her and he dropped his gun and he went surrender to the authorities. You know, that's amazing that this lady could enjoy peace and have the wherewithal to be able to minister to that man in the midst of that situation. I'm talking about that's peace. Amen. You know, I've learned this. The peace that God offers is not natural, but it is supernatural. How many of you know God's peace is supernatural? And and Philippians 4, 7 says this. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ, through Christ Jesus. The peace of God that surpasses all 
understanding. How many of you know you can't understand God's peace? You can't explain God's peace. God's peace is neither explainable nor understandable. Amen. That's the peace of God. It comes at unexplainable times, times when the last thing you would expect is peace. That's when God's peace comes. God's peace comes in times that in the natural, you really shouldn't experience it, but it's not natural peace. It's supernatural peace. Amen. And how many of you know that the peace of God is not this shallow peace, not this surface peace. I'm talking about way deep down in your gut kind of peace. Amen. That's the peace of God. I mean, it goes down in the center of your being. That is the peace of God. It surpasses all comprehension. God's peace comes when you experience the most difficult times. Sometimes you experience God's peace, the greatest in the darkest hour of your life, in the struggle, the toughest struggle of your life. That's when you experience God's peace, the greatest. Listen, if you're in a storm right now, I want you to know that you are a recipient. You are in a position to experience the peace of God like nobody's business. Amen. Do you remember when the disciples were with Jesus in the boat and they happened to just get into a huge storm? Do you remember that story? You know, I think it's worth uh, reading and it's not that long, but let's read it together. It might encourage somebody here just to see this. And I want you to put yourself in the boat with the disciples. Okay, now your storm might not be on a lake, but it might be a financial storm. It might be a relational storm. It might be a physical storm. It might be some kind of uh, some kind of uh, uh, of a storm uh, internally or externally, but it's a storm. So put yourself in the boat with Jesus in the storm. Okay. And this is what it says in Luke chapter eight, verse 22. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat and they started out as they sailed across. Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. Notice. But soon a fierce storm. How many of you know storms come in a hurry? Storms come in an instant. Amen. It came down on the lake and the boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. And when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. The storm stopped and was calm. Then he asked them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. Come on, you get that? Jesus has authority over storms. He can speak to storms and say, hush, calm down, be still. Amen. So the disciples learned that day that Jesus has unlimited ability to calm storms. They learned that day that Jesus truly is the Prince of Peace and he can calm any and every storm that you go through. Amen. You know, I was thinking I saw Miss Sue here. Uh, I was thinking last May. You know, you heard me tell the story about her son was in this accident across the street from my house. And, uh, you know, whenever Tanya came in the house, you know, uh, in, in frantic and said, hey, there was a bad accident. There's a man screaming out there. Go see about him. Go see about him. And I put my flip flops on and ran out there. And, you know, when I turned the corner and saw him laying there and, and his leg was severed, I'm telling you. And then, you know, I could, you know, I, I, I just tried to start calming him down and I, I just, you know, said, hey, 
if you're not right with God right now, would be a great time. You know, we went through that whole thing. And then later on, after it was all over and we knew he was okay, I sat back and I thought, man, that's amazing that I had the wherewithal to think about ministering to him because I didn't think he was going to make it. But you know what? That was amazing. The peace that I had, I was, I was beside myself, but you know what? There's no doubt where that came from. That had nothing to do with me being cool, calm and collective. That was the supernatural peace of God that came on me. Amen. I'm telling you the peace that God has, it's not in a bottle and it's not in a pill. It comes from heaven's throne room. It is supernatural. Amen. Come on, God can fill you with peace. Amen. But I learned God's peace is supernatural. Now, how can you uh, have peace in the most difficult uh, storms of life? Well, you can have it. That's all I can tell you is you can have. How many of you experienced that? When you've been through a storm in your life and all of a sudden you're like, man, what is this? You know what else I learned about God's peace? Even though God's peace is available, you can live your life even as a Christian. Without the peace of God, you can you can be living a life as a Christian, stressed out, all full of anxiety and worry. You can be a Christian and not live a life of peace. Isn't that true? Isn't it true that although God's peace is available to his children, your life can be without the peace of God? It's available, but you can be living without it. Isn't that true? Am I right? If I do think that's right, say amen. You know, I'm amazed at myself, like I just told you that story, how I experienced God's peace in that situation with Jonathan. But, you know, I'm amazed at the things that can steal my peace, the situations that can rob my peace. I can go through this huge storm and have the supernatural peace of God. And this little thing comes up like driving down Johnson Street and my peace goes out the window. Come on. Come on. Are y'all with me out there? You know, sometimes, you know, my my heart is totally filled with stress, with anxiety and with worry. And peace is completely absent from my life. Come on. How many of you experienced that yourself? Where you've experienced that, you know, that you, you, you've experienced that. I think we've all been there, right? We've all had those experiences and you might be experiencing that tonight. And I want to encourage your heart tonight. I want to encourage you that when your hearts and your minds have been totally overcome with fear and worry and stress and anxiety, you can experience the peace of God. Jesus said this in John 14, 27. He said, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Now, Jesus said, hey, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. In other words, he's saying, listen, I'm going to leave this right here on the table if you need any of it. And he said, listen, I'm giving it to you. It's a gift. How much do you pay for a gift? If you pay for it, it's a purchase. It's not a gift. You know, the whole idea of it's a gift is all you got to do is receive it. You don't have to pay for it. How many of you know Jesus already paid for it? And so all we got to do is receive it. Amen. But God offers every one of his children the wonderful gift of peace. But then Jesus says, but don't let your heart be troubled. You know what I believe he's saying? In other words, Jesus is saying peace is a gift available to all. But my peace is something you have to learn to walk in. You have to learn to live in. It doesn't just come automatically. 
It doesn't just come like, you know, just, you know, like that. You got to learn. How many of you know you got to learn how to walk in peace? You got to learn how to bypass the opportunities to, to, for things to steal your peace. How many of you know one awkward conversation with some awkward person can steal your peace? Come on. How many of you know one situation on one street in Lafayette can steal your peace? Amen. Come on, one little bump on your shoulder can rob you of all the peace that God has ordained for you to walk in. You got to learn to walk in the peace of God. Amen. And so I want to encourage you tonight. God wants you to live in peace. So how do you walk in God's peace on a daily basis? Let me just give you a couple of suggestions and then we're going to we're going to go walk it out. Amen. Now, listen, you know, whenever I first got saved. I used to, you might have heard me tell this story, but I just, I, you know, I like to say how to, how to. God says you can walk in peace. Well, how to? How do you do that? Amen. I remember whenever I was first saved, I turned the radio on and the commentator would come. And today from pastor so-and-so or brother so-and-so, he's going to teach us how to defeat the devil in your life. Oh, I think, oh, I need to hear that message, man. I turned it up louder. You know, stop my vehicle. I'm all ears. I want to hear. And then the, the, the pastor, the preacher, whoever would go start off in his message. And he'd say, there's a devil out there and he wants to kill you. And I say, amen, amen. Stay tuned. The next week's message. Wait, wait, hold on. How do you defeat that dude, man? I know he's out there. I know he's trying to kill me. But how do I defeat him? Amen. So God says we can walk in peace. How do you do that? How do you walk in peace? Well, let me give you some suggestions. Number one, you put your faith in God's promises. That'll help you walk in peace. Remember John 14, 27, Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Hey, was that a suggestion? Was that maybe a thought? No, you know what that was? That was a promise. Did you know John 14, 27 is a promise from Jesus himself? My peace, I live with you. How many of you know if God promised you something, you can go to the bank with that promise. Amen. God's promise is true. God promised he would leave his peace to us. So we got to hold on to that promise. God's promises. We don't have to live with a troubled heart. We don't have to live filled with anxiety and stress where we're eating our fingernails, where our hair, we're ready to pull our hair out because we're overwhelmed with life's issues. He's saying, man, don't go there. Hold on to my promise. But you can have peace in the midst of your trial and your tribulation. Now, how many of you believe you can rely on God's promise? Numbers 23:19 says, "God is not a man that he should lie, nor a man, nor the son of man that he should repent. Had he said it, and shall he not do it? Or had he spoken, and shall he not make it good?" Listen, God has promised to give us peace regardless of what circumstance or situation we're going through. Now the question is, are we going to believe it or not? Are we going to accept it? See, it takes faith to experience God's peace as we hang on to his promise. Remember when Peter, he's a great example of someone who experienced God's supernatural peace in a time when he shouldn't have. You remember in Acts chapter 12, uh, it's in Acts chapter 12, the church was getting persecuted like never before. I mean, the, the Jewish people, we're coming against the church. 
the religious leaders were coming against the church. The Roman government was coming against the church. Everybody was coming against, sounds like, United States of America. But, you know, it was persecution coming everywhere. In fact, people were losing their lives as a result of standing up for Christ. How many of you know that will make you nervous right there? But in, in Acts chapter 12 and verse 1, it says, It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. And when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to, to seize Peter also. This happened during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to, the, to be guarded by four squads of soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for the public trial after the Passover. Now, let me ask you a question. If Herod had put John to death, as, as the scripture says there, or James, put James to death, by the sword, and it pleased the whole crowd. How many of you just believe that he may have intended to take Peter's head off too? Right? So here he is, he's in jail, and he's between four squads of soldiers, and tomorrow might be the end of his life. He might lose his head tomorrow. Y'all tracking with me here? And then notice this in verse 5. So Peter was kept in prison, but prayer for him was being made fervently by the church to God. And on the very night when Herod was to bring him forward, Peter, listen, was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with chains and guards in the front of the door, were watching over the prison. What? Are you kidding me? I mean, this guy is possibly losing his head tomorrow and he's sleeping while these guards are watching over him. You're not supposed to be sleeping, man. This might be your your last night on earth. But something happened to this guy where he experiences supernatural peace in the midst of him facing death right in the face. Oh, my Lord, I tell you what, I don't know that my circumstances are more difficult than this guy's circumstances. And he experienced the peace of God. How could he sleep? I think it was the supernatural peace of God that came on him. Come on, are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? If he can give Peter peace, can he give you peace? Come on, if whatever you're going through, can you experience peace before your circumstance changes? Yes, he can. Now, we know he got delivered. But he was sleeping before he got delivered. Amen. He fell asleep before he got delivered. Now, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1.20, For as many as the promises of God in him, there are yes, therefore also through him is our amen to the glory of God. Why did Peter experience such peace that he could fall asleep? I believe he just held on to the promises of God that he will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He didn't bring me this far to drop me on my head. I mean, golly, he is, he gave his life for me. Why would he just abandon me now? And he held on to the truth and the promises of God's word and they carried him through the storm. Can I tell you, hang on to the truth of God's word. Hang on to the, listen, when you, when you feel the wind blowing in your face and the waves are splashing up on your life. Don't pay attention to the water or the wind. Keep your eyes on the promises of God. Hold on to them and say, I'm getting across to the other side. Amen. Come on. You're going to make it. Listen, you can have peace regardless of what your circumstance is as you lay hold of God's promises. Amen. 
Come on, we're not putting, you know, we're not, this is not wishful thinking. See, we're not having peace because, you know, it's wishful thinking. Oh, we have peace because, well, our government is going to take care of me. Come on, some of you just got nervous right there. But you know what I'm saying? But listen, it's faith in God's promises. It's not just God's promises. It's faith in God's promises. You got to believe God's promises. Do you believe God is a God of his word? See, that's where peace comes in. Whenever you put faith in God's promises. The second way to maintain God's peace in your life is to put your faith in God's provision. Not just his promise, but his provision. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. I mean, you know, there's two kinds of peace out there. There's God's peace and there's the world's peace. How many of you know the world's peace is a false peace? Listen, the world's sources of peace is a couple of different things like substance, alcohol, drugs. That's the world's source of, of peace. And more and more people, even Godly people are relying on narcotics to cope and to deal with life's problems instead of relying on God's peace. Come on, the world's peace is a false peace. Amen? There's always side effects. There's always strings attached to the world's peace. Here's another source of the world's peace. Finances and material possessions. You see, people are killing themselves, working from sunup to sundown, and they never have enough, and they're never satisfied, and they're trying to acquire more and more money to buy more and more possessions, and it's never enough. And they, the most miserable people on God's planet, it seems like the more money you make and the more stuff you buy, the less peace you have. It's a false source of peace. Listen, not more money or possessions will give you peace. I mean, we learn this watching the news and seeing what happens in Hollywood all the time. Amen. I mean, people that have the most power and the most prestige and the most affluence and and they're totally miserable. You can't buy God's peace. Amen. But here's another source of false peace that the world offers pleasure and entertainment. You know, sometimes we feel if I could just get away, man, if I can make it to my vacation and get out there on the beach in Florida or in Hawaii somewhere, sit under a shade tree and drink me some tea and kick my feet up, man, I know I'm going to be filled with a piece of God. No, no. The same torment that torments you here will follow you to Florida. The same stress that stresses you out will follow you to Hawaii. All the pleasure and entertainment in the world will not give you peace. You see, we've become a pleasure and entertainment obsessed society. Thinking that, you know, if we just can get away, we're going to be filled with peace. But listen, we need to reject the world's peace, that false peace. Listen, God's peace doesn't come in a bottle and it doesn't come in a pill and it's not in a destination. It's in a position that you are in Jesus Christ. That's where the peace of God comes from. Amen. True peace can only come from relying on God's promises 
and relying on God's provision. Where do we get true peace from? Where does that come from? How do we experience it? Well, the Bible tells us it's the Holy Spirit that's the Lord's provision for peace. Isn't that right? Galatians 5.22 says the fruit or the result of the Spirit is love, is joy, and is what, saints? The fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of, the results of, the the effects of the Spirit is love, is joy, and is what, saints? It's peace. Peace is the fruit and the result of the Holy Spirit coming and working in your heart and your life. Amen? So the more the Spirit of God is working in your life, the more peace you're going to have. Amen? The more Spirit-filled you are, the more peace you'll have. Isaiah 9 and verse 6, a prophecy about Jesus said, Isaiah prophesied about Jesus' birth and he said, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. How many of you know there is no limit to God's peace? Listen, the next verse says there will be no end to the increase of his government or his peace. I'm telling you, there's no limit to how much peace you can have in your life because his government won't end and his peace won't end. And he's got enough peace to match any circumstance or situation that you and I go through. Amen. Praise God for that. You know, somebody said, I don't know if I could... You know, face being martyred for Jesus. Well, yes, you could. Because God's peace is sufficient to give you what you need, if that's what you need. Amen. God's peace is sufficient and it's enough to help us get through anything and everything. Amen. So we got to rely, put faith in God's promises. We got to put faith in God's provision. My peace I leave with you. How does it come? It doesn't drop out of the sky. It comes from His Spirit. Where's His Spirit? Sometimes we look the wrong way. We're waiting for peace to drop out of the sky from heaven. You know, He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's already in you. If you are a child of God, the peace of God is already in you. It's right here. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. He don't live in church buildings. He lives in people. Amen. He lives in His children. And if you are a child of God, oh, there's no limit to how much peace you can have. Woo, glory. Praise the Lord. A third way to maintain God's peace in your life is to put your faith in God's proposal. Put your faith in God's proposal. Here's his proposal. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And verse 7, and the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Here's God's proposal. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And I'll give you peace which surpasses all comprehension. Sometimes we get that mixed up. We worry about everything and we pray about nothing. And we don't experience God's peace. Amen. So two things we must do to have his perfect peace. Number one, we have to learn to worry about nothing. How many of you know worry, Jesus said, is not going to put another inch to your height. 
Worry is not going to add a day to your lifespan. Amen. In fact, Jesus said, worry is the practice of the heathen. Amen. He said, when people don't know me, that's what they do. They just worry. But somebody said, worry is like rocking in a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, takes lots of energy, but it gets you nowhere. Amen. How many of you know that's worry, right? It'll keep you up at night. It'll rob you of sleep and it'll make you tired the next day. It'll make you grouchy and make you snappy, make you want to Bite people's heads off because you're so aggravated because you didn't get any sleep. Amen. That's all worry is good for. So he says, don't worry about anything. In other words, you got to learn how to capture the thoughts that the enemy tries to put in your mind saying you're never going to make it. You're going to sink. You're going to drown. Look at the wind. Look at the waves. Quit looking at all that. Quit thinking about all that. Capture your thoughts. Center them on Jesus. Keep your eyes on him because he's going to get you over to the other side. Amen. Amen. And then, so you got to learn to worry about nothing. You got to learn to pray about everything. Pray about everything. Oh, I mean, pray about everything. I mean, come on. What Paul said, you got to pray without ceasing. Amen. You got to always be constantly in a state of prayer. Prayer is a dependence on God. I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm relying on you. I know it seems like that mountain is not going to let me get to the other side. But Lord, I believe you're going to move that mountain out of my way. I see nothing but a wilderness in the front of me. But I know, Lord, you can put a blacktop right here in the midst of this wilderness, right over them treetops. We can get over on the other side. I know it doesn't look like there's water from a million miles away in this desert. But I know, Lord, you can cause a rushing river to come through this desert and get me over to the other side. You can do anything, Lord. And I believe you're going to get me to the other side. Remember that old classic hymn. What a friend we have in Jesus. Remember that one? One stanza says, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Why? Oh, because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Prayer. It's amazing. I, I am. I mean, you would be astonished. You would be astonished at Pastor Todd and his ability to carry all these stress, burdens and worries and never talking to Jesus about them. And you would say, hey, come on. Come on, Pastor T. Talk to God about those problems. Oh, I got to carry this. It's my cross, you know. Like, come on, Todd. Bring your prayer. Bring your request to God. Didn't he say, be anxious for nothing? But in everything, bring your request. Make your request known to God. And so, you know. Whenever we're stressed, whenever we're worried, let it be our trigger to say, have I talked to God about this yet? Have I really brought this to the Lord yet? Amen. You know, there's three types of people in God's church. There are those who bring nothing to God in prayer. I can do it on my own. And then there are those that bring some things to God in prayer. Like just the things we can't handle. When it gets too rough, oh God, I need your help now. And then we finally bring it to God in prayer. That's 90% of us. But then there's those who bring everything to God in prayer. And that's the ones that enjoy the peace of God. Listen, if you really want to have peace, the kind of peace that nobody can understand, you got to learn to bring everything to God in prayer.
Amen? 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Give all your worries and cares to God. Why? For He cares about you. How many of you know the Lord cares about you? The Bible says that He is touched with our infirmities. That He's touched by our afflictions. So when we feel a pain in our side, He feels a pain in His side. When we feel a burden on our shoulder, He feels a burden on His shoulder. He knows what we're going through. I mean, listen, He keeps track of every tear that we cried, puts them in a bottle. He counts every hair that falls off our head. For some of us, He's counting the hairs that are growing on our ears now. But he's 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 intimately, intricately involved and knows everything we're going through. And he says, listen, no need to carry all these. You know, if you're afraid of the future, bring the future to me. If you're overwhelmed by circumstance that you're dealing with right now, don't don't keep carrying that. He says, listen, cast it. One, one translation says, not just give, but throw it. He says, throw it. Don't carry it. Enough. Don't take one more step. Don't take one more step with that worry. Throw it on me so your life can be easier. How many of you know the Lord loves us? And he wants us to live a life of peace. Amen. And he's saying, you, you, do you trust him? Can we trust him? Like, Lord, do you really care? Are you really going to get us to the other side? And he says, yes. I died for you. I gave my all for you. The reason I did that is so you could get to the other side and you can make it through the storm that you're going through. Amen. Come on. The Lord wants us to live a life of peace, living a peaceful life. How many of you want that kind of life? Amen. Would you stand with me? Let's close. Let's close in prayer. Come on. How many of you believe God can give us peace here tonight? Amen. That was 10 people. How many of you believe that God can give us peace here tonight? Amen. Do I have faith in the house? Amen. Come on, just close your eyes here just for a moment. And there's there's a few people here in this room. Come on, if you've been living in stress and turmoil. You know, sometimes it's rooted in childhood situations and circumstances. You know, it causes us to eat all our fingernails and not be able to sit down and just rest. and We're just overwhelmed with a whole lot of worry and anxiety and fear. How many of you here tonight would just be honest before the Lord and said, man, I am feeling stressed out tonight. I am feeling burdened down tonight. I am not experiencing the peace of God. If that's you, just raise your hand and just raise them both to the Lord right now and just say, God, I need your peace tonight. Come on, come on, be honest out here. Be honest, come on, let's. Now listen, those of you that raise your hand, just slip right out of the pew and come here to the altar. Come on, we're gonna pray for y'all tonight. Just come on down and we're gonna pray for y'all. Come on, some of you, maybe you've been losing sleep at night. You hadn't been sleeping well because you've been worried about things. You know, you know, they say that 90% of what we worry about don't even come to pass. Maybe you've had conflict. Maybe you have turmoil. And, and it's, just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just robbing you 
of peace in your mind and peace in your heart. And, and tonight, you're just really feeling it. But God's got a word for you tonight. He's wanting to, for you to know tonight that you don't have to live in that turmoil. You don't have to live in that aggravation. And, and you can have peace. Y'all believe that tonight? Now, come on. Come on, I want you to just, if you have the liberty, just raise your hands before the Lord. Just lift your hands to the Lord right now. And I want you, whatever it is that's, that's, that's stressing you out, whatever that's causing your anxiety, come on, if you know what it is, just give it to the Lord. If you don't even know what it is, just give your whole life and say, God, I'm giving, I'm casting it on you. I'm giving it to you tonight. Lord, I need your peace tonight. Come on, His promise is, my peace I leave with you. How many of you believe God's promise tonight? Now he says to you, he's looking at you and he's saying, my peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Now, listen, I don't want you to pray. I want you to just receive, receive his peace. My peace, I give to you. My peace, I leave with you. Just receive it. Just take a deep breath and just let it go. Let go the weight that's on your shoulders tonight. Let go of the burdens that are weighing down on you tonight. Some of you out here, the littlest thing, somebody cuts in the front of you and you lose your peace. Your peace is not deep enough. You need to go deeper with the peace of God. Come on, surrender your life in a deeper way. Come on, come on. Maybe some of you struggling to want to go for something that the world has to give you peace. Come on, you need a deeper peace in your life. Come on, let's ask God to fill us with peace. Let's ask God to give us a deeper peace. Come on, I'm going to ask some altar workers just to come and we're going to lay hands on those that are here and we're going to believe God to release His peace tonight on your life. Come on, accept it. Receive it. Come on, speak it and say, Lord, I'm giving you my burdens. Come on, pray about it now. Lord, I'm giving you my cares tonight. Lord, I trust you with my future tonight. Thank you, Lord. Now, come on. How many of you know sometimes fear is stubborn? Come on. How many of you know sometimes worry is stubborn? Listen, sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I start thinking about something and I can't go back to sleep. I can't get back to sleep. Something is just clouding my mind and I've got to do warfare and i got to say, in the name of Jesus, I declare the peace of God over me. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. And I got I to do warfare to get in the peace. Come on, let's ask God to break all anxiety off of us tonight. Come on, let's ask God to give us a deeper peace than we've ever had. Come on, just if you have the liberty, just lift your hands and just welcome the Holy Spirit right here in this place. Father, I thank you that the Spirit of God is in here. The Holy Spirit is being released in here. Thank you, Lord God, that we're not going to be easily agitated. We're not going to be easily angered. We're not going to be, we're not going to snap real easy. Thank you, God. We're surrendering our heart and our life to you. And that God, we're not going to be like a lure, like a ticking time bomb that's about to explode any minute. Thank you, God, that your peace is overriding, Lord, all the anxiety and the stress and the worry we're dealing with. Spirit of God, come. Spirit of God, come. Peace of God, come. Fill this place tonight. Fill this place tonight. Fill every heart tonight. Fill every mind tonight. Lord, thank you, God, that the peace that surpasses all comprehension is guarding our heart and our mind tonight in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Father. Come on, just receive it. Can I have another lady come and pray with this lady? Right here, just stand with her. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, let's just take a moment. Just close your eyes for a moment. Just close your eyes. Just close your eyes and just take a deep breath and just, come on, just release. Sometimes we don't even know we're stressed out. We don't even know we're all wound up until the peace of God begins to set on our hearts. Thank you, Father God, that you are filling your people with peace tonight. God, we thank you. We praise you that the peace of God is filling your people tonight. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody that agreed said... And everybody that agreed said, come on, how many be grateful for the peace of God tonight? Amen. So now listen, be sure that you're going to have opportunity to lose your peace. Maybe before you even get home tonight, pass up the opportunity and stay in peace. Amen. Stay in peace. God bless you. Good to have you tonight. Have a great rest of the evening, and we'll see you soon.